because I was perpetually not running fast enough, jumping high enough. I wasn't thin enough. I wasn't young enough. I wasn't dark enough. I wasn't light enough. And it wasn't until I just took a step back and I said, wow, you're doing the best you can with what you have and you are enough. Welcome to the Jasmine Star Show, where we talk about life, business, and everything in between. Today's episode is a recording from a coaching session with three members of Social Curator. Now, you might have heard it before, but it bears repeating. My monthly membership bears repeating. Did I turn British right there? I think I did, and I'm just still going to run along with it because I think it makes me sound a wee bit smarter. Hello, governor. Okay. Wow. See, this is how I get distracted. Social Curator. Social Curator is my monthly membership for business owners that gives them the tools to build their brand on social media, and it includes lifestyle photos and caption templates, a monthly action plan, and a community to hold everybody accountable. And yes, we do group coaching, and this is a sneak peek of that. I am so excited for you to hear their questions, so let's go ahead and listen to the session. Hi guys, I'm Jen Casey, and I work with online coaches and teach them how to build, sell, and effectively run group coaching programs. Ooh, love it, and you're so good at it. Thank you. So my question is, right now I am in a phase of my business where I am kind of expanding into the speaking world, and so I know this is something where you are just crushing it, and I was curious, what are some things that you would recommend somebody have in place, and just to be even more drilled down, do you have like specific set presentations that you have like ready to go that you would recommend somebody who's kind of really stepping into this world. I know this is audio, so you couldn't see me like roll my eyes. So when people say, Jasmine, you're crushing it. I was like, am I? I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, when you're in it and you're kind of just like doing it and like, and, and uh, okay, I'm going to be 100. This is one thing I'm so excited about this podcast is that social media has a way of creating a veneer, a veneer that I have lovingly and cautiously and consciously built. Oh, I love the shininess of the castle we build. And on the inside, I'm like a wretched gargoyle on the inside of the castle. But I really want to make sure that like speaking looks and feels super shiny and cool. But number one, to get there, it takes a lot of grit. And then number two, it takes like a heck of a ton of humility to play the long game. Because I think now I can post a video of me speaking, but most times, like still now, like there's less than a hundred people in the room, you know? I mean, yeah, sure. We get those like big stages and that's great. But like, I have to like walk into the room and know like, Hey, I, I hope it's worth my time. And sometimes it's just not. And you only learn that when you're actually in it. And so I feel like based on what I have learned is what I'm going to be 100 and share with you about is that speaking is strategic. It's not necessarily like the monetary driver in a business. You can get to that point, but it, it and I can tell, I'll just be 100. I get paid to speak and I get paid pretty dang well, but it's not even enough to, for me to consider it as like a revenue generator in my business. And I want to be very, very, very cautious because I'm looking at ways to scale and how do I scale? I can scale on the back end of an event, even if it's small. So let's talk to actually how we get there. So the speaking journey for me started speaking to six to seven people for about a year. And I would take one event every single month. And this was just me showing up at like women's clubs, libraries, churches, like, hey, if you got a group of people there, I was going to be willing to show up. And so what happened was one person would share it with another friend and I would just go into that event and to that event and to that event for years and years and years. I probably didn't get paid to speak for about 
eight or nine years. And I'm slowly building up groups from six to 12 to 20 to 100 and then parked it in that like 200 to 400 range for years and years and years. It hasn't been until the past two years that because of social media, I am now able to take a videographer and showcase me speaking. That has been the game changer. So if I, if you want to save a decade of time, pay up front to have it documented because it can scale on the back end of social. And I know that you're very comfortable on social. So by putting out that collateral, that was actually when people started repositioning how they saw me. And I was like, yo, I've been doing this a decade and no one ever considered it until I started putting out on Instagram. Crazy. So if you are speaking, I don't care if it's to a group of four, take a videographer and start positioning because it scales your efforts. Another thing that I learned very strongly is to have a base of four key tenants. So these are what we call like our pillars. So these pillars can be modified according to the group, but the core of the pillar doesn't change. So for instance, one of our pillars, like one of my pillars is personal branding. 80% of that content will stay the same regardless of who I'm speaking to, but the front 10 to 15% and the end 10 to 15% will be industry specific. So I am not trying to create a new presentation every time I step into a room. I'm trying to find like, how can I go back? Because what I started noticing is when I was creating a specific message to every single group, I was never being known as an authority in one thing. So now I really have honed it down to, I want to be an authority in four main things. So when somebody asks me to come and speak, if it is not in alignment with one of those four things, it's an easy no. And so now once I have those four pillars, I can now modify the front end and the back end. So as a result of this, when you have your pillars, people know exactly what they're paying for and they'll be more inclined to pay for it. So what this looks like for somebody who's just starting out, it looks like a loss. Because if you're not getting paid and you're paying a videographer, I know you're in like the New York area, like a cheap videographer will run you four to $500. That's what it's going to turn out to. And the thing you have to request is an edit for Facebook, YouTube, and an IGTV. So like that investment, likely for somebody who's inexpensive, will be somewhere in the ballpark of five to $600. And you're going to do that and you're going to put it on social. And then what you're going to start doing, which is what I just did, by the time this airs, it will go live. But it's taken me two years to create a speaker reel. And this speaker reel is just clips, bite-sized clips of things I want to be known for belief, branding, and marketing. And that's what's going to be out on the speaker reel. Now, I feel like I've been waiting to share the speaker reel because then I will come out and say, I won't speak for anything less than this. And it's taken me, gosh, 12 years to get to that point. But speaking is not a revenue generator. And speaking is not the reason why somebody like wakes up and says, you know what I want to do? I really want to fly all day, stand on a stage, do a meet and greet, do a breakout session, a panel, and a one-hour keynote for $1,000. And then get back on a plane and fly back home. Because here's the thing. It looks really cool and sexy on social. Oh, flying to Detroit for another speaking. Hashtag blessed. But the middle stuff? stinks. But why are you there? Mm -hmm. To meet people, to serve them well, and to be really strategic. I stand at the front door of any event and I meet every single person as they walk in and I say, let's take a picture. When they walk away, I say, please be sure to tag me because that room filled with a hundred people, cumulative, if they posted to their stories, has a reach of a few thousand people. Now we're playing a different game. So 
I'm not above speaking to a group of 100. Why? I found ways to scale it. One-on-one on social, not just my social, but their social, and then creating collateral real-time to share it afterwards with the long tail of creating a speaker reel, using our four pillars to be known what we want to known for, and finally we get to the point when we're known for what we want to be known for to charge a premium for what it is we know. I love it. Brilliant. And I just want to um, make sure and like, because you and I, we run in similar circles. I know you on a personal level. Thank you for taking the time to do this. But I also just want to take a second to affirm what it is that you're doing. Because I think that it, if there was, if what I wish was that somebody earlier in my career would have said, hey, you know what you're doing. Just go and do it. Mm-hmm. Like I wish somebody would have said like, hey, your success as a public speaker is a foregone conclusion. So just get through, just get through the mire. You'll be okay. And so I just want to say that to you because that was the one thing that I wish that people said. Like when you stand up, you command a room. And when you stand up, you have things to say. And when you stand up, you speak and you serve in a way that is so authentic that nobody thinks that you were cramming to put together a presentation 30 minutes before. And so I want to just let you know the thing that I wish is the thing I want to pass on. Your success is a foregone conclusion. It is just a matter of time. You're going to work through the mire, but it will pay off. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I love the stage. So I'm like, I came from a theater background and years and years and years of, you know, weekly voice training. So I know that it's like the 90% happens behind the scenes and it's the 10% that's shiny, but I'm like, I'm here for it. So good. Good. Thank you for pulling the vision. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. How can people find you on Instagram? You guys can find me everywhere at Hey Jen Casey. Hey Jen Casey. Thank you, babe. Thank you. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? I'm doing well, friend. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. So I'm Christian Wins, and I help entrepreneurs, digital entrepreneurs in general, making their life and business easier by showing them like ready-to-use path to create social content for social media and also for their online courses and how to create course from scratch without any additional costs, like, you know, for any special lead pages and stuff. Like we have like ready to use strategy. And this is what I've been doing for years now. And here's from where my question comes, because I have the society in my group, Facebook group, and from the other courses. And during Q&A calls, we have a lot of mindset work and we have a lot of mindset questions. And I am a former um, mindset coach. So they ask me a lot of questions. And so I saw it on um, Q&A sticker on Instagram. But all of my social media are around this marketing and business stuff. So my question comes from this place, what I can do to share answers to these questions. So I don't really want to disrupt the brand that I have now with any like, you know, life coaching content or mindset content. Should I like create a new page, new blog post, or is it like good to sometime once a month, for example, sit down on Instagram stories or Facebook live? and talk about the topics not related to my main business. I love this question so much because (laughs) I'm going to rub you the wrong way and tell you that what you're selling isn't an easy path for done for you solutions for social media or course creation or lead acquisition. You're not selling that. What you're selling is somebody's belief that they can actually create a course their belief that their lead page will actually convert, their belief that they are okay to show up on social media just the way that they are. So at the end of every conversation, somebody wants to be told, I can do this thing. And you're asking me if once a month you could do this thing and I'm telling you, do it once a week. Okay. And here's the beauty of it. 
again, I really only practice what I preach. And so I put out a call. I go live on Instagram. I go live on Facebook. It's what I do. And I think that you are strongly in the very possible situation similar to go live. And if you put out a call for questions, you can select questions that ultimately point back to the services you provide. So if somebody's going to ask a mindset question about losing weight, it's probably not the kind of question that you want to answer unless you can shift it and say, losing weight to become a better entrepreneur, right? So you're going to start picking questions that are in alignment to your business and brand, but you are ultimately in charge of the questions that you ask and taking it one step further. If you decide to open this up to your audience and say, okay, we're going to do mindset Mondays or whatever. And people are giving you questions that you're like, this is not where I see my power play is, you can give yourself your own questions. Oftentimes I've discovered that when people weren't asking me the right questions or the real powerful questions, that I would insert questions that I thought people should be asking, right? It's our, it's our show. So you need to guide people to the types of mindset coaching you are willing to do and find a way to loop it back to your offerings. Okay. So is it like, you said about Instagram, you said about making it once a week, for example, but what about website? Like blog is coming also by source of income. Is it like okay to share not only like you have these Q and A's that you share all around like interweb. Is it like good idea to also put it on blog? So people that are, you know, just visitors can see other side of what I do. Cause actually, to be honest, I never seen that's much of my work, as you just said. For me, it was just only showing them what to do, not this like behind the scenes mindset part. So is it also okay to include that in the blog posts? A thousand percent, yes, but it you can't just get your video and put it in your blog post and say, I did this Monday lives, like Monday mindset live. Like what you have to do is whenever you create a blog post, and again, practice what I preach. I have an amazing team. We'll all go live. You can do this too, with or without a team, because for over a decade, this is what I did, is I would go live, I would strip the video, or excuse me, I would embed the video into my blog, but then I would add copy because the copy is the thing that is discoverable by Google and SEO. So it's not just enough to put your Q&A in there. You have to talk about what were the questions that were asked, giving like a pretext and then a subtext so that if somebody's searching for randomly, this thing that you're talking about, you can get discovered. And this then goes back to buttress your rankings in Google. Okay. Thank you so much. It's amazing. And I'm going to do it later after this I call. know. I could just tell. I could just tell. This, there was like this wild horse in your soul that's like wanting to do it. You're like, but does this make sense? And I always, honestly, I always feel that when you could do something that lights you up and you could find a way to fit it in your business, always do that. Even if it doesn't make sense, just get it out there and it's going to be awkward and it's going to be weird. And people are like, what is Christian doing? And that's okay. Let it go out. Let the market fix it. You amend and then you just hit it so hard because it's a major point of differentiation. Amazing. Thank you again. Thank you. My name is Carmel Stetler. I'm a skin and gut health guide helping tired mamas heal from the inside out with sharing some nutrition tips, supplements, and skincare. I love it. Thanks. So tell me, what is your question? So my question to you is... I love that we see your raw and realness about mindset. And I feel like that's something that people are constantly struggling with, especially with the team of people that I work with. 
So what would you say was your biggest mindset shift as you grew your business? And is it something that you have to practice day in and day out? I, I really love this question because my husband and business partner always tells me, if you don't know the answer, say you don't know the answer. You don't always have to know the answer. So maybe that right there is like the most perfect depiction of what a mindset shift has been for me in my career. And the, for me in my career, so back up a little bit. Daughter uh, of immigrants. I'm a first-generation Latina, first-generation college student, first-generation post-grad. I think that when I look back at my life and my experience, like I didn't learn how to read until I was 11. I was I tested astronomically low um, on standardized tests. I grew up obese. I was 175 pounds when I was 11 years old. I weighed more than my dad. Like There was all these things that basically primed me to always feel like I was living in the shadow of not enough. And so when people talk about mindset, it's like a weird word because I never like said, you know what I need today? I need a mindset shift. Like this vernacular wasn't even presented to me until about three years ago. And the biggest shift that has come, and I know it sounds really, really, really basic, but was to remind myself that I am enough. Mm. That was it. Like that super simple reminder or mantra that I am doing the best I can with what I have and I am enough. It was all of a sudden like I extended the grace to myself that I extend to everybody else in my life and in my sphere and I could never extend to myself because I was perpetually not running fast enough, jumping high enough, uh, speaking eloquently enough, making enough. I wasn't thin enough. I wasn't young enough. I wasn't dark enough. I wasn't light enough. I, you know, it was like all the reasons why and it wasn't until I just took a step back and I said, wow, you're doing the best you can with what you have and you are enough. And I probably sat in that stage for about a year. And then I started to believe it. And let me tell you, there was this massive shift between 2016 and 2017 where I actually believed that I was enough. And it was as if I had built a dam, a, a dam of energy in my soul that I was stopping myself from radiating and functioning at the highest level possible. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. And it wasn't until I truly and authentically believed that I was enough, that something broke on the inside of me. And I am telling you, I felt like I was on fire. I felt like anything I put my mind to, it was like done. I recently read a quote and the quote was something along the lines of, what if we were to define success, not as the amount of money that we have in our bank account, but by the amount of power that we shift in others and give others the permission to be their own. And I was like, oh my God. Like when I gave myself the permission to be enough and say, hey kid, you're doing the best you can. And then when I redefined that success wasn't the metric of what ended up in my bank account, that the metric was who am I helping and how am I shifting? That all of a sudden in this weird paradoxical nature that we work in, the more I served others and the more I let myself be, the wildness of my business took off. And I think that it's going to be super important for us to remember that that is the foundation for any sort of mindset shift or change. So if you're doing the best with what you have, that you are enough and that success could possibly be measured in metrics that aren't just money in your bank account, but what you're doing for others and giving them the permission to soar. And that has released any sort of like childhood shackles. So good. 
And I should be fair. I still remind myself of this every single day. I do not want to posture. I don't want it to ever come across on this podcast that I'm like, I'm just basically superwoman with like mindset shifts. Like, no, like, here's the thing. I often believe that we teach the thing we must learn. And what people see is like a broken person trying to help other broken people. That's what, that's what it is. But I did a lot of talking. So now that we did like this like high level, 30,000 foot view of what you can tell your team, your beloved followers who look to you as like a leader for like gut health and health. What can we do to actually get them to do this? Like, let's get granular. Like I want to get off this call and be like, Carmel knows what she needs to do and she knows what she needs to say. So what are we going to do after this? Well, I feel like, so let me just say, how you've been teaching us how to show up on social media has shown me how to show up the way that I need to for my ideal customer. Mm-hmm. And I don't say it in my profile, but it's network marketing, direct sales. And there's so many uh, negativity towards that. So if I'm painting the picture of what I've experienced or what I was challenged with, I know that there is somebody else out there that needs to hear that same thing. And that's what I do. But I don't show up with a pitch right away, which is something that you teach as well. It's about getting to know who they are and what they struggle with so that then I can figure out how to help them. And if I can't help them, I know that I can refer them to a bunch of other people that I'm connected with whether it be through social curator or another person that I met on social media. So for me, showing up for that person and understanding what their needs are. Okay. So what do you sell? I sell supplements and skincare. Supplements that focus on the gut when your gut is healed. Okay. 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 So Carmel, I know what you sell, but what do you really sell? I'm selling confidence. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that is the thing that I, and it's not just in network marketing or direct sales. This is for everybody because we sell things from a literal perspective and from an emotional perspective. And so your question came to me asking an emotional question to serve people in an emotional way, which literally put you light years ahead of anybody else of doing what you're doing. Because you know that when they buy the supplements, they're not buying the supplement. What are they buying? Hope, confidence, health. And so the question was so right in alignment. So I just wanted to affirm what that is. And when you know what you sell, you could speak to what you sell and not the product that you sell. So I think that the question was framed perfectly. I think you should go even deeper and double down on the thing that you sell and then really hone in. I do think that you sell confidence. I do. I also think you sell maybe one or two other things. I don't know what that is. But most of the time, like I've mentioned in other conversations, it's like I know that I sell, I don't sell lifestyle stock photos and I don't sell captions and I don't sell marketing plans. What do I sell? Time, industry authority, Mm -hmm. and belief. And the more that I ring that back into my messaging again and again and again and again, people don't buy social curator, they buy belief. They buy time. And I want you to find two or three things that you know you sell that aren't related to the supplements, that aren't related to skincare, because you know they're not buying that. They're buying something else. So when you can hone in that messaging and make sure that all your social media, all your videos, all your messaging on your website points to that, 
I think you are going to be supporting people and attracting the right type of customer with ease. Thanks. Going to have to journal on those things that come to mind because that's what helps me think. <laughs> good, good. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, how can people find you on social media? At Carmel Stetler. I love that. Thank you so much, Carmel. Thank you. Okay, friends, can we be real? Weren't these so good? They asked the best questions, and I love these sessions. Check out the show notes linked in the episode description wherever you're tuning in from today. If you would like monthly business coaching with me, the best way for you to do that is to join Social Curator, my monthly membership site for business owners that gives them the tools to build their brand on social media including lifestyle photos, customizable caption templates, and a monthly action plan. And the best part, not gonna lie, is the community that keeps everybody accountable. If you are a business owner, you have to get inside this community full of hustlers and dreamers. To learn more about the membership and the coaching within, I would love for you to head to socialcurator.com and maybe you'll be featured in one of these sessions next. Thank you for tuning in to the Jasmine Star Show and I will talk to you soon. Bye.